there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Well, as Gina said an hour ago, the weekend is here. I'll tell you, the office is absolutely buzzing. The guys and the girls in sales, accounts, technology. I made that bit up. Everyone's <laughs> absolutely buzzing. Barry, the weekend is officially here, plus one hour. You're up for it? Yeah, up for it. Um, I'm just waiting for you to try and organise a night out, Paul. Okay, yeah. um, I've put it on you, so hopefully um, come Monday morning, or no, Monday afternoon, okay. you'll have well, a day for us ready to go. We'll bring you some news, social no convener. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Any chance we talk, what's the football headlines tonight? So, Kyogo, good news for Celtic fans. We'll hear from Ange Postacoglu, who has been speaking today, obviously ahead of the game tomorrow, against Aberdeen. Aberdeen, should have been the third force in Scotland, but that's Hearts now and they're uh, without a manager. But Barry Robson comes back to his old stomping ground. The Celtic fans really liked him, Mark, didn't they? As I recall, he wasn't there Barry for Robson. too long, but uh, they respected him. He did well. Yeah, he, he was a really good signing. Gordon Strachan signed him, came in and played a big part in a, in a title-winning um, success. I'm sure he scored in a Champions League game against Barcelona. I might be wrong. Um, but no, he, he was a big game player. Got him from Dundee United for around about a million quid and he was excellent value for money, Barry Robson. Barry for Rangers trip to Livingston tomorrow. You know, we, it's always it's never easy going to Livy. David Martindale has been speaking about Michael Beale and his record putting it up there with Ange Postecoglou because during the time that he's been here, he's won the same number of games and drawn one as well. Yeah, his record's been excellent since he's took over as, as Rangers manager. Some of the performances have been top class, Paul. Some have not been great, but he's, he says, listen, it's, um, it's something that they clearly need to work on. But going to Livingston, it's always a tough place, no doubt about it. The the surface always gets mentioned. Um, but you know what you're coming up against, um, a David Martindale team. They're well organised, well drilled. And as I said before, they're not just a physical team for me. They've got some good football players, so that'll be a, a tough test for Rangers tomorrow. But I fully believe that they'll, they'll come away from Livingston with the three points. Mark, one of the things in the go today is a bit of a ding-dong battle between the Rangers manager and a former Celtic striker. Um, I don't think we've got too much we can say about it, but Chris Sutton had made a comment. Michael Beale's come back. He's not referred to Chris Sutton, but yeah. uh, what do you feel about it? Well, look, that, that's part of Chris Sutton's job as, as, as immediate pundit. You know, he'll have a He'll have a wee pop. Um, he'll, he'll put a wee kind of dig here in there. That's what Chris does. And he's very good at it from a media point of view. He's very good at what he does. Um, but I don't, I don't think that Michael B, I don't think the Rangers manager, you know, whether it's Michael B or anybody else, um, should take the bait. Like, I think you just steer a clear of it and you don't um, get involved in it because there's many more important things to be dealing with other than what a, a, a pundit yeah. may say. So, nah, listen, for me, you don't get involved. You just bat away from it, and I wouldn't go down the road of the of the quotes that he's. That he's and I know it must be very tempting. I get that, that yeah. you want to defend yourself and hit back, but I don't think as a Rangers manager you should be doing that. He can be the king of the wind-ups, can't he, Chris Sutton? 
Yeah, he does. Well, he that, that, yeah. That's that's what he does. That he sees that as, as part of his job. And, and again, it's great for the media, and the media get a second yeah. bite as I've had from Michael Beale. But I just think if you're the manager of of Rangers, and I always think, Paul, that that um, Walter Smith would set those standards. Now I'd mm. always ask myself, would Walter Smith have bitten anything like that? That's the way I always mark it. What would Walter Smith mm. do as a manager? Because I think he set the standard in the past. 40 years yeah. for, for everybody yeah, to follow point. you know and it was over the issue of the giving Partick Thistle the chance to get the goal and Chris Sutton uh, referred to it and said would you do it against Celtic um, I think that was what was at the heart yeah, of it wasn't yeah, it and, yeah. and, 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 and listen by the way we spoke about it on Monday night it was a positive for yeah. Michael Beale should be applauded he should not be criticised in any shape or form for how he handled that situation on Sunday it was first class it was very professional very decent protecting his player um, as well and put himself up there uh, to be shot at but he should not be criticised for it Chris Sutton's had a wee yeah. um, digger he's asked a, a question about it I don't think Michael Beale should have responded in the way he did Barry do you agree? Yeah I, I do listen he's he's clearly annoyed Michael Beale no doubt about it but I, I would have just um, body swerved it and not even spoke about what uh, Chris Sutton says that's um, my opinion in terms of what Mark says about Walter Smith I'm sure Walter Smith would have done that. I think he would have just waited to get him alone somewhere <laughs> in a hallway or or, um, or whatever in a, in a stadium. But yeah, when when I seen the comments come out for Michael Beale, I, I don't think there's any need to get involved yeah. um, with anything with Chris Sutton. Remember Walter had to go at Chick? Oh, Chick I loved Young. it. It wasn't, and we really liked Chick. It was yeah. hilarious. That was in the tunnel. Just in the tunnel, <laughs> yeah. that's right. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Chick had come out with something they weren't happy. Listen, we've all had it. Oh, something, with, something about that, Basil Bolly, wasn't it? A uh, European was it? game or yeah. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Archie was actually, Archie Knox was the star of it really in many ways. Look online and you will find it. Also, who's going to be the manager of Motherwell? team that really need wins they got a win on Wednesday night is it going to be Stuart Kettlewell is it going to be Ian Holloway I'm going to talk about that in a moment or two Jack Ross has said it's not for him let's get the injury update on Kyogo here is Ange Postacoglu uh, like, like I said I think I said half a game I was pretty relaxed about it he had a similar one last year and I think last year he missed one session and you know played the next game so you know it wasn't anything that we were overly concerned about and um you know, from our perspective, uh, you know, if he wasn't right, he wasn't right. We 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 we, we move on and, and and deal with it. But um, as I said, he, you know, I think he missed. I mean, we were in Monday, Tuesday, missed the session there just to get some treatment on it, and he's trained the last two days, so no issues. And Barry, you do want your strongest teams for cup finals, and it's good news for Celtic. Yeah, when when I seen that that he's he's obviously trained the last couple of days, and he's going to be available for tomorrow's game against Aberdeen. Um, I'm just looking ahead to the cup final. Yeah, you, you want both teams at full strength, um, and obviously Kyogo is is fit to to go for Celtic certainly tomorrow. And if he's not got any issues, he'll be ready for for next Sunday's cup final. And it's the same with Rangers. I hope they've got a, a healthy um, squad ready to, ready to go for next Sunday. As I said, it's a showpiece final. You want both squads at full strength and with all their best players available. You do indeed. We'll hear more from Michael Beale. He was on yesterday. He was talking about the title challenge and he said, look, the possibility is obviously reducing as the games go down. And Ange Postacoglu was asked about that today as well. Um, is there any... Can we look at the Motherwell situation? Ian Holloway, can I ask you first, Barry? You know him well. Do you see him as the new manager at Motherwell? Um, he's not worked since 2020. No, His last job was at Grimsby, so he's been out of the game um, just under under three years. Uh, I can see why Motherwell are interested. Look, he's he's done really well in management. He's managed some 
big clubs um, done a brilliant job at Blackpool got them promoted to the Premier League um, but I, I just feel for Mother, I think they need somebody who knows the game up here inside out and know what kind of situation Mother are in and I've seen the names um, mentioned um, McCann who I'd done my badges actually oh did you yeah, Brent McCann yeah, yeah. who was been at Hull City Peterborough and Doncaster he's only 42 but he's he's a good manager he's managed at a good level you've got Ian Holloway who I know you've obviously got um, Stuart Kettlewell who obviously got their first win in a long time um, yeah. in Wednesday night against mm-hmm. St Murn Jack Ross has pulled out as you said I'm just surprised that Yogi Hughes has not even been mentioned yeah. and he wanted it yeah, I'm very surprised. Um, so, look, I, I think in the next couple of days, certainly after the game against Hearts, I think you'll you'll see Mother come out and announce their, their new manager. Who it will be? It needs yeah. to be somebody who is um, who's up for the fight. Because yeah. I still believe after that one and getting the three points, I still think there's a lot of work to be done at Mother. What do you think, Mark? Holloway, is he the Hollywood type appointment given that he did so well in England and um, everyone knows him? Or who do you think? Jack Ross, were you disappointed that Jack Ross said it's not for him? Well, I think for, for me, Paul, the appointment has to be somebody that knows the Scottish game okay. and knows Motherwell. Not necessarily having played for Motherwell. Um, so I not think Grant McCann, probably not. Ian not, Holloway, and nothing against him, two good managers, you know, particularly Ian Holloway, he's had a wonderful career in management. But I think just now, you need somebody with local knowledge. Um for me, John Hughes, I think, is a great shout. Barry mentioned the other night. I would have no problems. I think John Hughes could go into Motherwell and do a really good job. If Jim Goodwin is up for it, I would go and have a word with, with Jim. I think Jim would be, if he's if he feels he's ready to get back into the game. But maybe part of the problem Motherwell have as well, Paul, we've got another key position to fill. Alan Burrows is leaving. There's a chief executive uh, to be found um, as well. Maybe that's who you need to appoint first or, or not, you know, because that's an important um, relationship, chief executive. Um, and, and manager so look the good thing for Murrowell is they get a great result the other night you know that was their 12th home game and they get a win they'd only won one out of their previous 11 um, in the league but um, Stuart Kettlewell is clearly a very able deputy um, at the moment it doesn't look as though Murrowell want to give him it on a permanent basis but he might well end up um, getting it and then reviewing it but um, if it's me yeah I, I, I would I would go and test the water with Jim Goodwin and is that maybe, ready. sorry because they did that with Stevie Hamill so they gave him an interim and then they turned it into full time right, you know yeah. and it was a big move for him what do you make of Jim Goodwin then what a job he did at St Mirren what do you think Barry could he bounce back in after yeah, four both, weeks both Alawan St Mirren yeah, I thought Jim point. done a, a yeah. fantastic job um, and obviously went up to Aberdeen it never worked out for him but I still believe Jim's a good young manager mm-hmm. And I still think you'll get another opportunity to showcase that. And and listen, it's a, a good shout for Mark. Listen, what happened to Aberdeen, um, I don't think it should put clubs off because I do believe in time Jim Goodwin will become a, a top manager. Um, just went through a difficult time at Aberdeen. It was sad the way, I, I, I keep getting flashbacks, I just walking across that pitch at Easter Road. It just wasn't, just didn't sit right with me. Um it's a sad ending. So hopefully he gets another opportunity. Whether that will be Motherwell or not, who knows? But listen, it's a it's a good shout for me as well. And the size of budget market would be similar, I would imagine, to St Mirren. And what a job he did at St Mirren. Yeah. That's a great shout. That's yeah. the first time his name has been mentioned. And you mentioned about no chief executive, and I get that. But if he gets a good relationship with the chairman, the board, and if that is the case, mm-hmm. they should go for it. Mm-hmm. Because 
a strong manager, Ange Postacoglu, who's in charge at Celtic. Look, there's the owners and all the rest, but he runs things there. I think he works well with Michael Nicholson at Rangers, Michael Beale. And I'm looking, you know, the director of football is not the dominant figure that is he or the MD. So the dominant figure should be the manager at a football club. In my eyes, I think the director of football was there to, to help with any situation in terms of contracts. Or if the manager says, right, I want a central midfielder, this is what I'm looking for big, physical, strong. He'll put names and then that's up to the director of football to go and try and get them. But for me, the manager should have the final say in everything in the football side of things. I know some Motherwell fans were saying, is Keith Lasley going to come back as CEO? He's CEO, yeah. uh, CEO I think, you know, at yeah. uh, St. Mary's. St. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just thinking, move quickly, move decisively. Look at the difference in the league table. Just with yeah. that one win, I know that can easily change. Yeah. But, you know, strike well there and taught. But, but, but I think yeah. you need to get, you, know, you look at it now, you know, probably from St. Johnston down. St. Johnston yeah. will probably be safe, I'm sure they will be, but you're looking, I think you need to get a 35 points. Mm-hmm. That That's a magic number, you know, Previous history will tell you the, the kind of points tally you need to get. If you get to 35, you certainly won't finish bottom. You might end up in a playoff, but I think 35 uh, will see you okay. So what are Motherwell on just now? They've got yeah, 10 eight. games before the split. Yep. They're on 23 points. Yep. They're 12 points short than D-United. Get a game in hand. They're on 20. Um, Ross County. Come on. It's up. You know, we use it, we've used the term for many years. Dogfight's a proper dogfight uh, sure um, at yep. the moment. But, you know, Motherwell got to Hearts on Sunday. Difficult game for them. But what they need, whoever their new manager is going to be, whoever's going to be Alan Burrow's replacement, they just need clarity yeah. in the club so that everybody knows where they stand and they can then go and move forward and go into the last sort of 10, 12 weeks of the season with it all to play for and things in a good place. Motherwell fans, what do you think? Jim Goodwin, Mark, has suggested he'd be a great name. I think Barry agrees. 08, 08, 17, 17, I'm just 700. surprised as I said. Yeah. I, I don't even think I've seen... Yogi Hughes' name no. mentioned. No, he threw his hat in the ring, but yeah, for, Ab- for the Aberdeen job yeah. and the mother. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just look it. at the job right. he'd done. Inverness Cali, then he went up to Ross yeah. County, and the job he'd done yeah. to keep them up because they were they, they were struggling big yeah. time when Yogi went in there. And I, I just like the way he comes across. And anybody that's worked with him, when I've mm. spoke to them, can't speak highly enough of him. So. That is a surprise to me, but listen, it's it's Muddle's choice, obviously. And he's been over the course, saving Ross County just a couple of years ago. What do you think? 0808 17 17 700. Two big games tonight in the Championship. Morton against Dundee and Queen's Park against Wraith Rovers. So, yeah, two massive games. We'll talk about those shortly. And then tomorrow in the Premiership, Celtic against Aberdeen, Dundee United St. Johnson, Hibs up against Kilmarnock, Livingston Rangers and St. Mirren Ross County. And as Mark mentioned, on Sunday, 12 o'clock, Clock Motherwell against Hearts. Let's get the injury update from Celtic. Here's Ange Postacoglu. Uh, yeah, look, uh, I'll cover the whole thing, I guess. So, uh, injury wise, uh, Nick Helga's fine, mate. He trained today, um, had a session yesterday, and he's he's good to go. The only one from last week is uh, Turnbull got a bit of a knock uh, in the game last week, so he'll miss uh, he'll miss tomorrow, um, and that's it. Uh, everyone else, okay. So Celtic, Aberdeen, Aberdeen in seventh position, 32 points, Celtic on 70. Here's the manager speaking about the Dons. I think it's always a challenge when, um, you know, you're kind of meeting a team with a new manager. I mean, Barry's had a couple of games now. I think the first game, you know, they had a man set off really early and then um, they got a good result and good performance last week, uh, last game. And then they kind of had a, a weekend off, which which means, you know, he's had a chance to work with the team. So... We've got to be ready for that. You know, we know that, you know, at their best, they're, they're a good side. They've got some very, um, you know, good individual players who can hurt you, particularly in an attacking sense. So, um, you know, we've got to be ready for it. But at the same time, our form's been, uh, you know, 
been pretty good uh, for quite a while now, and um, you know, particularly at home, if we uh, you know if we start the game well and, and play to our tempo, we know we'll be hard to stop. And he was asked about Michael Beale's comments. This was yesterday when Michael Beale was asked, "What about a title challenge? Is it still on for Rangers? What did he think?" Well, I think if you looked at probability, the prob the probability is low because the games are running out, like you said, and there's only so many games left. I think. We're in very, very good form. So Celtic are also, therefore, in very, very good form and their forms run longer than ours. So you'd say it's outstanding form. What I would say is momentum can change things in football. And so all we have to do is keep doing our job and hope the momentum changes. If it doesn't, we still have to win games for Rangers and build our team stronger for the cup competitions and what's to come. We cannot put a foot off of it. That's why I was a little bit annoyed at the weekend's performance. Barry, the comments, do you think they were fair from the manager? Yeah, I think he's just been honest. Look, I've said for now yeah. a, a couple of months it's going to be tough for Rangers um, to catch Celtic in terms of Celtic's forum. Um, I've been, they've got brilliant momentum just now. I've been waiting for them maybe to slip up the last couple of away games I've played at Tannadice and, and McDermott Park and there's no signs yet. But what Rangers need to do is just concentrate on number one and all they can do is try and win games of football and then hope when they come into the dressing room that Celtic maybe have dropped um, a couple of yep. points or, or even three points. And Ange was asked then, what did he make of Michael Beale's comments then about there being you know, a reducing chance of Rangers winning the title? Neither, mate. I mean, I haven't heard the comments, but I think uh, your original point uh, is probably the most accurate is that I don't really pay any interest to it. So straight back on that one. Mark, would you agree? The right I, thing I to mean, do? Yeah, I mean, I, I think really if you're Ange Postacoglu, he's in the driving seat. You know, it's in his hands. It's in Celtic's hands. They're in a wonderful position. They've been consistent for, you know, well over a year now. You look, you know, Aberdeen are going to Parkhead tomorrow. You look at the stats. Celtic have played 12 home games in the Premiership. They've won 12 out of 12. They've only conceded seven goals. So it's hard to even score at Celtic Park, never mind get a point. And that takes you to Barry's point where he's saying, regardless of what Rangers do, how good Michael Beale is over the next two or three months and how good he has been, they need Celtic to slip up. And you can't, you really can't see that happening, you know, because the evidence is there that it's only happened once in the past year or so yeah. in the league away to St Mirna. And they've clearly learned their lesson from that in terms of team selection, etc., etc. So um, uh, Celtic are in a strong, strong place get this weekend's fixtures out the road and then that takes us into the build-up towards the, the cup final. That's a that's a proper business end. That's proper business. Next Sunday, there's a piece of silverware. It's the, a piece of silverware for Michael Beale to get his first one as a Rangers manager. Mm -hmm. And for Celtic, it'll be looked upon as retaining the trophy that they have and the first step towards a treble. Could be absolutely massive. You can't blame the media for asking Angelo for a comment about Michael Beale's. I think both of them have handled it well. Yeah, listen, what about number one? Yeah. I, I've always maintained that and that's the way that, that, that we kind of handled it when I was involved, when I, I was playing at Rangers. Uh, just don't worry about the noise for the outside. What about what's happening inside your your four walls of your, your dressing room and concentrating, doing one thing and that's trying to get three points on the board. 
at the top of the table Celtic after 25 games 70 points Rangers after 25 on 61 but the goal difference as we know is what is it 30, 25 is the goal difference Hearts on 42 looking forward to the weekend we're taking calls next The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk Let's go Thanks, Chris. Traffic and travel and producing the programme this evening. James will be with us on Monday. Barry Ferguson is here. So too is Mark Weedy with me, Paul Cunate. And Barry, we're looking forward to it. The clock is ticking down to 9th of March. We're going to be there, unedited, out of control. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be brilliant, isn't it? Looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, looking, more. looking yeah. forward to the night, Paul, as you says. Um, listen, there's, there's a good connection. With the threes, we have a good laugh and a joke, but we're serious at times as well, which which um, which I enjoy. Let's get the Rangers injury update. What's the news? Here's Michael Beale, and then we're going in the lines next. The mixed bag, really, this week. Um, John Lundstrom's touch and go. We had a slight issue with Connor last week, so we, we gave him the rest, obviously, in the game. He, w- he was there if we needed him. Uh, Nico Raskin had some issues after the game. Ryan Jack's got a little bit. There's There's no one else coming back right now so we'll see how we go after training tomorrow so it's all a little bit up in the air I would say in terms of selection right now um, but we we go there with uh, with a strong squad regardless of who's available 08 08 17 17 700 we'll talk Barry and Mark about Rangers in a moment here's a Celtic fan on the line it's Reagan. good evening Reagan. Paul thank you very much for for uh, putting me on the show, it's great to be on again. Thank you. Great to hear you on. You're looking forward to Celtic Aberdeen. Yeah, it's going to be a good game, Paul. This is probably the first game I've been to in a few oh. months, so yeah, it'll be good to get back. Um, my point for the panel tonight was, Paul, that I think this uh, Saturday, this uh, Saturday three o'clock, mm-hmm. I think this could be a pivotal day in the Scottish Premiership because for me, Paul, I think. Celtic will beat Aberdeen, but I think, as Barry knows, I think when you go to the spaghetti had and the Tony Macaroni, it could be a very, it could be a very difficult venue, as Rangers found this uh, season mm-hmm. when uh, well, I think they, I think they won two one, mm-hmm. but a very close game, and then David Martindale's side, they snatched a draw. Yeah. I think when Rangers played it, it put, it them at, uh, when they played them at. The, at home as well, so yeah. I think okay. it's going to be a very, uh, a, a very interesting weekend, and then obviously I think it'll be an interesting few weeks because next weekend we've got the cup final, the yeah. big final between right. Celtic and Rangers. Paul, hold on, the cup final. Sound like a football manager here, one game at a time, Reagan. But we will come back to that because we're excited as well. Barry, pivotal day tomorrow. Yeah, I agree. It's a, a yeah. tough place to go. I was at the first game of the, the season um, at Livingston and, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, Rangers struggled in the first half until uh, they made a couple of changes. Arfield came on and made a difference. Um, Livingston were a better team the first 45 minutes. Rangers get better, a bit better in the second half and they just scrape through with getting the three points. And Listen, if you're not on your metal tomorrow, yep. um, mm-hmm. they, they, they will struggle because take away the, the result that Livingston had last week against Cali Thistle in the Scottish Cup, um, I'm sure David Martindale wouldn't have been happy training would have been intense this week and Rangers should expect a real tough game uh, tomorrow because it's it's always tough you know I mean both is are, all is in here I've, I've watched Celtic go there struggle watched Rangers go there and struggle with own eyes live at the start of the mm-hmm. season so 
Yeah, but it'll be a tough one for Rangers. And then listen to Michael Beal saying Lundstrom struggling, Golson struggling, Jack struggling. They three are, in my eyes, certain starters for Rangers. Yep. So it'd be interesting to see who is available come two o'clock tomorrow um, afternoon. Mark, a pivotal day, Reagan thinks tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I think as well, you know, um, with it being the kind of surface that it is at Livingston, I don't think Michael Beal will risk anybody. Mm. Uh, particularly with the cup final in mind so you might see a couple on the starting lineup that you wouldn't normally see um, and rightfully so I know that you know the next game is the most important old cliche and that is true but in terms of team selection tomorrow uh, whether you're the manager of Rangers the manager of Celtic if you've got any doubts over anybody you won't be risking it um, ahead of the game you, you'll wrap them up um, so uh, it will be a tough game for Rangers I think they will win um, but I think they'll need to sweat uh, to get the three points whereas for Celtic, it should be a comfortable 90 minutes at Parkhead. Is that what you think? What are you thinking on Celtic then? Barry? I think it'll be comfortable for Celtic. Yep, I think they'll be too strong. Um, look, Barry got a good result. Um, I think was it was against Muddle. Um, the one three one. Yep, he's their first three points under yep. him. I think they'll struggle tomorrow uh, against Celtic at, at Celtic Park. I think they're, they're too strong. Um, in terms of Rangers, I do think Rangers will get the three points, but it'll be tough. But it worries me that the three players that I mentioned and also yeah. tomorrow, I'm just checking the weather as well because I know they'll make it they would hope it's dry when yeah. you're playing in Arso Turf so yeah. it says that um, 2 o'clock and 3 o'clock there's a 60% of rain so if there's a wee bit of drizzle yeah. it does make a difference yeah. on the artificial surface Let's hear Michael Beale Regan will come back to you on Celtic in a moment but here's what Michael Beale said about the Livy pitch uh, the, the pitch is difficult I think the advantage is with obviously the team that train on it every single day so the advantage is in their favour and generally the teams with the artificial surface have good home forms it's a tough place to go we've got reasonable uh, uh, results there in the past um, but we know that they're riding high I think David does a fantastic job they're fourth in the league they're, they'll be full of confidence but we can't be in stronger form than we're in now ourselves. Right, Reagan, you're going to the match tomorrow. So the first time you've been for, what, yeah. a few months, did you say? What does that mean to you, getting out to a game after so long? Well, I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, I've been, I've been really busy on uh, Saturdays mm. and it's just really good to get back to the football and see Celtic play again. I mean, it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's just great to get back, Paul, but... I do think Celtic will win by two or three goals, but yeah, it's just really good to get back. You know, at this point, we should say to you, why are you not at the match? If you go way by, there's a a gentleman called Jimmy Sanderson was amazing and they took him off on the telly and all that. They did him say, no excuse, why are you not at the match and all that sort of stuff? But Reagan, it's great to know you're going to be there. So you think um, Celtic are going to win and you think Rangers might struggle, but you're usually, I know you're balanced, so it's not a kind of silly comment. Yeah. And what are you thinking about the cup final? I think the cup final is going to be uh, very, very difficult, Paul. Um, I think it will be extra time. Right. I think it will be one 0 either way. I think Paul one 0 either way. I think it. I think it is that uh, strong. I, I mm. just don't know. I do like the fact that Anne said today that Kyogo is um, yeah. he's back to full strength, but I, I don't know. I just um, mm. I'm just thinking. This can be a very, very close cup final. Um, yeah, it's I'm fit, thinking, fit, yeah. You're saying one goal in it and you're not sure which way. Barry, it's only in Glasgow. We start to count down eight days before. Yeah, days. I, I know, but it's a game I'm looking forward to. I think it's going to be a real, I've it, yeah. a real ding-dong of a game. I, I oh, think it two teams who are really attack-minded. Um, we know what way Celtic play, they're never going to change, so that shouldn't be a surprise to 
til Rangers um, so I'm getting in this game more confident than I've had than I did before all firm games for simple fact is the way that Michael Beale's got them up and running the last old firm game at Ibrox Rangers what? at least competed um, and I what thought they I were the, the better team yeah, sure. they were the better team the vast majority of the game so yeah, I, I think it's going to be a tight one I do think there's going to be goals in it but mm-hmm. but I think it'll be an odd goal um, who'll win the, the cup final Mark I think you probably agree with that but Regan what's your next what, what did you want to come in with? Who plays in the cup final for Rangers um is the number one goalkeeper because Oof, Alan yeah. McGregor Regan for me that's a big call yeah. um, I know he's been switching up because he says that John Lund uh, John McLaughlin's better from cross balls and we spoke about this mm-hmm. about two weeks ago on the show but I mean for me it's got to be McGregor that plays but I'd, I, me personally I think he'll sway towards I think he'll sway towards John McLaughlin now, come on, you've been sent out by Celtic there just to say that, haven't you? <laughs> You're winding up Barry Ferguson, Reagan. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I would be shocked. Listen, for me, I, again, it showed how good a keeper is at the Scottish Cup game at the weekend at Ibrox. He made two brilliant saves. Um, for me, 100%, no doubt in my mind, Alan McGregor will be, be between the sticks. Let's get our own resume. He has to be Go. between the sticks. Yeah, and he will be. Mark, former keeper. Yeah, that's that's an easy decision. Alan McGregor yeah. will play in the cup final. There's no debate over that. There's a trophy at stake. There's no time for experiments or rotation. You play your strongest 11 and Alan McGregor is the best goalkeeper at the club by a distance. Regan, let's hear a wee bit from Ange Postacoglu. He was asked today how he feels his January signings have been settling in. Yeah, look, um, you know, they've all sort of fit in really well, which is the important thing. Um, you know, apart from O, the rest got in fairly early, which was good. So, and obviously, you know, Alistair's already made a meaningful contribution. O's obviously, um, you know, he's he's starting to get some game time now, which is which is great for us. Um, and Tomoki and, and, and Yuki Kobayashi, are, you know, I train really well. I haven't really got them to game time at the moment, but I've got no doubt they'll play significant game time between now and the end of the year, the way they're training. And um, key thing for me is they've really settled in well. They're in good physical condition, which means I think for all of them, if they get the opportunity, I'm sure they'll be ready to go. So, uh, and, you know, we're in a sort of funny period for us where we've got a game a week <coughs> and not many injuries, but <coughs> I've got no doubt um, over the next sort of two, three weeks, we're going to have to you know, change things up a little bit and those guys will, will get some significant game time. Mark, it all points to a really strong squad. Yeah, I was just going to say that, Paul, you know, the the strength and depth that, that Celtic have created under Ange Postacoglu over, um, what, that's just his fourth window mm-hmm. um, there and considering it was a full rebuild. So, they've created a fantastic squad atop the, the league. They're in a cup final. They're the team to beat. They've set the standards. They've set them pretty high. They're on course to achieve 109 points this season potentially lose only one game it's, it's really good going it's a lot of hard work a lot of effort um, and um, to, to reach the standards that they do but yeah he's, he's he's spoiled for choice in terms of some of the players that he has available to him and that, that's a credit to him thanks for your call Regan speak to you soon cheers, cheers. enjoy the match tomorrow Regan back at the game Barry his comments there um, about he's always really fair isn't he you could hear cup final I think a lot of people feel this way they don't yet know well nobody knows what's going to happen yeah I mean it's it's going to be close there's no doubt about it I don't see somebody winning it pretty convincingly that's that's the best way I, I could put it Paul um, as I said I just think Rangers have changed the way that they played uh, the way they play under sorry Michael Michael Beale uh, and as I said you don't get any surprises 
with, with Celtic so high energy they move the ball really quick um, they, they can get about the pitch they're really fit so Rangers um, need to match that or better that to make sure they, they get their, their hands on the, the League Cup Go Radio Football Show Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson Mark Guidi and Macklin Motors powering it for us Justin's on the line now Rangers fan Good evening Justin Hi guys How you doing? Good How are you tonight? Yeah, better than I was the other night when I was speaking to Big John. But, uh, <laughs> That's all right. Good. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Good. Um, what are you thinking? My, my, my point was I was listening to the last caller again and, and obviously kind of Barry's comments about the, the dynamism of Celtic and how they're, they're very kind of positive, certainly in the middle of the park. Um, and obviously the last caller talked about some of the potential injuries that, that Rangers have had with Lundstrom and stuff like that and maybe missing out. I was just thinking, I, I watched Raskin in his, his first kind of pretty much full game uh, last week, and I thought he was probably the most dynamic player that I've, we've seen in the middle of the park for a while. He was everywhere, every kind of pass that he was having was always thinking forward and trying to drive at people, which we've not really seen in the midfield for Rangers for a wee bit with that kind of energy. I think it'd be a good thing if Lindstrom sat out this weekend. Um, because I think the more minutes you get into Raskin's legs, I think him and Lundstrom up against Celtic, I think would cause Celtic problems in the middle of the park. Um, with his energy and stuff like that, I just I don't know. I, I would be keen to see what Barry thought in relation to that and what he thought Raskin's performance was like as a, another midfielder. Yeah, I really like him, Justin. Um, I know we we only seen him come on for ten or fifteen minutes. He played the full game last week against Partick Thistle. And a lot of people are going to say oh, it's only Partick Thistle, but I like what I see. As you say, he, he demands the ball. That's what I loved about him. He goes yeah. and he looks for it. He tries to start moves off. As you say, he's always positive, trying to find that. His first thought is, can I get the ball forward into the forward-thinking players? And that's what Rangers have missed, no, no doubt about it. My only worry is, he was struggling at the start of the week because that was his first 90 minutes in a long time, Justin, so... That took his toll. That took it, uh, his toll on his his legs. You heard Michael Beale there. He's not sure if he's going to be available for the game against Livingston. Yep. But I I wouldn't have any qualms in putting him in tomorrow against Livingston if he's fit to go. For me, what I've seen of him, I think he can become a massive player for Rangers. Let's hear uh, Justin what the manager said. This was yesterday about Raskin and Jack. Nico just felt a bit of fatigue after the game. We've not took any risks with him. He's not returned to training just yet. He will return to training tomorrow um, with John Lundstrom. I have to take a view on where they're at. Uh, Ryan Jack's had a slight problem after the game as well, which is, is not ideal, uh, if I'm honest. But listen, these since I've come back into the club, I've played games when we only had no fit centre-backs or anything else. I'm learning to take a deep breath and uh, I trust whatever team we play on the weekend to get the result. He's only had one training session. If that yep. was his, his presser yesterday, he's going to train today. I think if he comes through the session today, okay. For me, Raskin plays tomorrow. Um, I just like he's a different type yeah. to what we've got. He, he's that connection between the defence and the forwards. Uh, as I said, I've done a bit of research on him. I like everything about him, and certainly for what I've seen in a short period of time in a Rangers jersey, for me, I'm having him all day long. Mark, who do you think drops out if Raskin is back in or starts? Um, I, I think, again, you know, just um, taking the pitch into consideration, the surface tomorrow, I don't think you risk anybody. 
Paul, and, and I think what Michael Beale will be doing as manager, he'll be looking at his ideal team for next Sunday in the cup final and then not taking any risks with any of the starting 11 that he wants. So for asking, if he sees Raskin as a, a first pick for the cup final, which I think he would, you know, going with what they're saying, you know, he's settled in very well, he's got a bit of quality, he's something different uh, in the middle of the park, then I don't think you take any gamble with Raskin um, tomorrow, you save him um, for the cup final. And the same with uh, with Lundstrom. Yeah. And Just, Golson, Golson's a big one for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. You can't risk Golson. He pulls that defence, in my eyes, together but again if he's got any doubts in any of the players look the league's still important you can never give up on it you've still got to get wins but for me next Sunday to get your hands on silverware's um so important to Rangers just in the cup final can you think about it just now or you know the manager spoke about the possibility of winning the title which is diminishing is that a hint that you're saying right the cup final is everything we can't risk people I think there's Barry will probably, probably agree with me. I think what Beale has brought and something that I'm really, I'm a, a lover of Beale. I think he's brilliant. I think his work ethic, I think he's, the work ethic he's instilled in the team again, that playing for the jersey, you know, playing for the 90 minutes and the fitness levels has massively went up for, for Gio. Um, and he just seems to, to drive the team better. So for, for that point of view, I, I, I think that the team that he puts it, I would have a, a lot of faith in. I'm really excited, but ultimately, the now, I think from Rangers' point of view, any competition they go into, they need to be looking at winning it. I, I, I don't think any real Rangers fan will be giving up the league until it's physically impossible for no to do it. But, but from the League Cup and the Scottish Cup, it'd be a yeah, and here's what Michael Bill had to say about Livingston tomorrow. Extremely difficult one. Obviously, they know the surface and the pitch. I like going there because we take a great number of fans there and the, their fans are close to the pitch and I think they have an impact on the game. We know that Davey have his team fired up. It's a, it's a squad, funny enough, just in the, in the leaving of Scotland and coming back, the backbone of this team, the goalkeeper I worked with a lot at Liverpool, Shamal George. Morgan Boys was a young player that plays at centre-half coming through the academy. Stevie Kelly was a boy that I had a, a lot of affection and a lot of thoughts towards his future when he was here. And I think he's been a good player for Livingston this year. And Joel Noble was my striker at Chelsea many, many years ago under 9s, 10s, 12s and 13s. So I know Joel and his family very well. So there's some familiar faces there. It's important that we go there and put on a really, really strong away performance. Our last away performance in the league was away to Hearts and it was our best performance to date. So I'm looking for somewhere around that, certainly out of possession. And Barry, you liked and welcomed that intensity at Tynecastle. Castle. I loved it. I don't know what Justin thinks. When I was sitting watching it, it's the game that I've enjoyed most since Michael Beale's come back. Listen, the results have been great, but I just thought that performance was everything you would want for a Rangers team. Mark, that's what they're looking for. That kind of performance. That's what, that's what they're yeah. going to need tomorrow. Um, you know, and, and regardless of the starting eleven that Michael Beale picks, you know, it should be with the greatest respect to Livingston, it should be enough. And if he's if he is leaving, leaving out two or three what we would regard as your your main players for whatever reason, then the two or three that are getting an opportunity tomorrow, Paul, they might play their way into a cup final. So there's no excuses. Not oh, there's two or three. Whether it's Connor Goldson, whether it's Raskin, whether it's Lundstrom. Ryan Kent, whoever it is that he leaves out, 
uh, tomorrow with a view to the cup final. Other guys uh, have got to go and show that they're worthy of getting the three points to keep the title race going because I've always said if you're the manager of Rangers or a Rangers player, the gap's nine points but I would be viewing it as three points because you've got two old firm games to come and you've got to believe that you'd win them. So all you're really thinking of is like one slip-up. You're looking for one slip-up for Rangers and the rest of it is in, in your hands. And I know that's easier said than done against a formidable Celtic side, but that has to be the mindset. If you don't have that mindset, you shouldn't be at Rangers. Psychologist there, doctor. Yep. Mark, no, he's looking into my point. mind. He's he looking into my mind. Right, that's hold, exactly the way they should be thinking. Hold it there. Quick break. Justin, what's your scoreline tomorrow? 3-1. Thank you. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Going back on the lines, and Stephen Reside joins us now. It's a big day for Stephen and for lots of football fans in Scotland because you're championing the rights and the facilities for people living with disabilities. Stephen, good evening. How you doing, guys? Uh, yeah, I'm with I met in Marion Fells today, the, the spokesperson for, for Westminster, um, to talk about that. Uh, we discussed a few things, but uh, it was a positive conversation. Um, so here's hoping that we can get things sorted for um, improving facilities within Scottish football. But we've got a long way to go. That was only the first meeting. Sure. But you're not giving up. Do you think you're getting momentum? I'm just looking at your uh, Twitter feed and I see St. Johnson on. Lots of different people saying good luck today. It's a big meeting that you're meeting an MP uh, and trying to improve the, the facilities. Do you think the clubs are responding? Yeah, well, we'll find that out. That's going to be the next, next protocol is contacting the clubs and hopefully um, contacting the SFA as well to see how we can all work together to to get these things put in place and give disabled fans options. Because ultimately, Mark, it's the football clubs, isn't it? Politicians, I'm not, I don't know the politician, not the person, but it's about football people getting involved and making it better. Yeah, uh, absolutely. There's no excuses um, for it. It should be better. You know, I think um, every football club, society, wants to make everything more inclusive now. Um, Disability, anything like that, you should not be... Um, stop from coming to a game of football you, you, the facilities for what you require should be as good as for anybody else in the stadium and I think obviously football clubs um, are more cognisant of that and, and that's the way it should be but Stephen said today was the first step mm-hmm. it's an important step he's got an audience um, with the government but that said football clubs themselves um, need to take this by the scruff of the neck and go and make it happen What's the next step Stephen? Obviously, just to to contact the clubs, and then hopefully contact the SFA and about how we work together with them and potentially the government to to source some funding. Because, in my opinion, if there's legislation within um, buildings within the UK, then football stadiums should should be no different. Um, so, and it's listen, I prefer an elevated view, but I don't speak for everybody to say no. support. But the, the option should be there, and a lot of it comes back to funding. So, so this is these are the issues that we're hopefully going to try and rectify. Great, Stephen. More power to what you're doing there. Can I ask you about your beloved Motherwell? Because we spoke to you before the game, you were right. You said there's going to be one goal in it the other night, but you weren't sure which way, and it was in your favour. How did you feel about getting the win? Well, it's good to be able to come on and be positive because I think there's a lot of people that don't think I'm a wee bit of a negative Nancy, but I respond to what I see. Um, and what I seen the other night was everything that I came on here 
and I asked for it, it was the free stuff, the tackle and the running fight, and that was epitomised in the performance of two players in particular, mm-hmm. Dean Cornelius and Dan Casey. Dan Casey would have heated up his granny if you put it in front of the window night. Um, and Dean Cornelius did a lot of stuff that, that would go unnoticed otherwise, but it's stuff, stuff that we've been missing for the lot of the season. It's tackling, running, and just basically doing the simple things and keeping the ball and allowing the likes of Blair Spittle and, and Kevin Van Veen to go and affect the game. And what about that special goal? Did he mean it? I don't care if he meant it, Paul. <laughs> when I, yeah, you, you saw the goal. Honestly, when, and it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great, a great correction, mate. Whether he's yeah. meant to cross it or fake it, um, and the timing he runs, fantastic as well. Um, and it's good to see another another academy graduate, if you like. Yeah, Max Johnson comes through, yeah. but but having but, seen that performance the other night, it still makes me think a wee bit that why wasn't that there under Hamill? Stevie Hamill's a mother of legend, and. See that performance that I got on Wednesday night that mm. we got on Wednesday night. That that epitomised Stevie Hamill, the motherwell player. Mm. So I think the players have a lot to answer for as to why it wasn't there under him. Barry, what do you think? I said in, in Wednesday before, don't be surprised if, if Mother won the game. You generally see that when a manager loses his job. And especially a guy like Stevie Hamill, who's a legend, Stephen just says there, he was a, an absolute legend at the club, great player. Um, and what the model put on, they put on a show of fairly grit and determination, which has been missing from some of the, the, the performances. Um, but it's good, good to see another young player come through, Max Johnson. I played with his dad, uh-huh. Alan. Oh. What a player. I was going to say, what's 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 a player, Alan, played, was it? Yeah, what a player, aye. Yeah, magic. Yeah, Magic Johnson, <laughs> aye. Um, so yeah, it was it's good to see another young player come through and showcase his, his talents. And right after it, the Thursday, I'm reading through the, the internet, and there's three clubs linked with Max Johnson. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy how it how it works when they, they obviously have a real good yeah. performance and he gets his goal. But that's what you want to see. You want to see young players given the opportunity. And, and Max Johnson, I know he's been out in loan. I think it was Queen of the South. Yep. He was out in loan. Um, and he certainly, yep. certainly showed good potential and it's good to see him get the chance. Mark Guidi mentioned earlier in the programme, Jim Goodwin, there's a candidate. He said, let's not go let's not go for Ian Holloway or Grant McCann, go for Jim Goodwin. What do you think of that, Stephen? I can understand why he's saying it, but because Ian Holloway, although he did well at Blackpool, he had a good stint at Palace. And apart yeah. from that, I don't remember them doing much since. And his white tube stint was over a decade ago. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know Scottish football, so there's yeah. that. He would be box office and press conferences, but we don't need a stand-up comedian. We need something that's going to get as yeah. results. And that's not me taking away from Ian Holloway, no. the manager. That's just sure. what everybody talks about. And I could be wrong in that. He could come up here and do well. Mm-hmm. So I get what Mark's saying about Jim Goodwin. My question is, would he come into management? So soon after losing a job at Aberdeen, I don't know. And I think Stuart Kettlewell, I know it's crazy because it's one result, but how do you then, if we get a result against Hearts, and it doesn't even need to be a winner to take a point on Sunday, if we get a result against Hearts, how do you then turn around and appoint a manager straight away, somebody that's going to come in with new ideas? and maybe completely change it when we've got two massive games coming up against Kilmarnock and Ross County. Mark? Well, that's, that's a great point that Stephen makes. If, if um, 
if Motherwell draw or win on Sunday at Tynecastle, I don't think there's any doubt. I think you just say Stephen Stuart Kettlewell's in charge until the to the end of the season. I think that would that would stand to reason. I don't think you would, as, as Stephen said, you wouldn't want to mix it up. Um, when you've got two massive games by the way every game's massive now Stephen um, as you know you want to get to that 35 points um, if you can if it doesn't go to plan on Sunday um, whoever the next manager is going to be but my preference given the situation that, that Motherwell are in is somebody with, with, with local knowledge um, of the game and therefore I wouldn't be giving it to Ian Holloway or Grant McCann under these circumstances I'd be looking at a Jim Goodwin or a John Hughes I know Jack Ross has, has dropped out but I'd be looking for somebody that knows uh, our game and knows our top flight. Barry, what would you say on that for Stephen? I know St- Stephen says, and would Jim take a job straight away? I think he would. I think he's the type of character that he would want to go and, and prove how good a manager he is. So I, I think Jim, if he's offered the job or offered to go and speak to him, although I think he would go and do it. Yep. You think he would? Yeah, that, that's a question, though, because yep. obviously what happened with Aberdeen two or three weeks ago, I think he's the type of character where he would just say, no, do you know what, I'm desperate to get back in and show how good I am. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And sorry, Paul, it's, yep. it's at Fur Park yep. on Sunday, sure. not Tynecastle. So um, they've just got a victory uh, on Wednesday night and they want to keep that rolling, albeit against a very, very good Hearts team. What's your scoreline? What do you think? Just ahead of the news, what would you oh, say? Score, an yeah. early prediction, I, an early early. prediction for, for Sunday at Fur yep. Park. Um, Hearts to win 1-0. Oh. Cheers for Stevens <laughs> on the line. Thanks, Mark. Sorry, yeah, no. Sorry Stephen. <laughs> Barry, what do you reckon? Um, bro, it's, it's a tough one. Mother will obviously take confidence. I think it'll be one each. One each? Yep, Stephen, what do you think? I still want to copy Barry now. You should have let me go in the middle, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, go- I'm going to go one each as well. I think, I think we'll get a point. Hearts are still a really strong side, but hopefully. We can just continue to build a wee bit, and I still think a point would be building okay. to get that on Sunday. You've got a re- resident funny man, Tam Cowan, one of the funniest, of course, there when you mention Ian Holloway. There's more to his game, though, isn't there, than great quotes? He knows football, but maybe not, yeah, well, not it, Scottish listen, football. Listen, he has been a good manager, but what worries me and what would worry Motherwell fans, he's been out of job since 2020. Yeah, sure. Stephen, thanks very much for calling and good luck with the work with the MPs and everyone else. Thanks a million. Enjoy Sunday. Cheers, Stephen. Thank you. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. We are so up for the weekend here on the Gory Hill Football Show with Macklin Motors, Paul Cooney, Mark Guidi, Barry Ferguson and we're looking forward to March but before that there's so much football this weekend and then the following weekend Barry, we're on air, you, me and Andy Walker a week on Sunday, oh, cup oh, final day. That'll be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Andy. No, listen, looking forward to it. As I said, Paul, I think it's going to be a, a great game. I think both teams will win tomorrow. Um, so they'll obviously keep their forum up. So, yeah, listen, come Monday, that's when the build-up really starts for the game. And then as the closer you get to the weekend, 
Um, we'll, we'll look forward to it. and what I like is they're at Hamden split right down the middle yep. 25,000 fans each and I think the atmosphere will be absolutely electric and just hopefully come kick-off we'll get a real good game of football Mark, the way it should be you know, 50-50 at Hamden yeah, it's brilliant yeah. yeah, I mean the last time <clears throat> excuse me, they met there was a Scottish Cup semi-final last April mm-hmm. Rangers won after extra time so, you know they've got that there Celtic won convincingly um, in August or September rather and then the last game, of course, was a, was a 2-2 uh, draw. So, look, it's, it's very, very tight. I mean, I have Celtic's favourites um, going into the game. And I think right now they have better players. They are a better team. I think they're playing better football. But it's a one-off game. Michael Beale hasn't lost a game yet. He's got a tune out of those players. He's got them playing some really good stuff. And uh, there, there's no doubt, I agree. I mean, I think a lot of the callers have been saying tonight and Barry said it'll be tight. I agree. I think there'll be goals in it and one goal will, will, will separate them next uh, a week on Sunday we're talking about the cup final but the managers aren't Ange Postacoglu was asked today about a week on Sunday no, no you can't have a mind of a final when you've got a game tomorrow because um, you know we our most important game is the one tomorrow we're going to get three points and continue our you know, strong league form and, and, and make sure that we, uh, as I said, uh, you know, a while back, we finish the season really strong, stronger than we started it. So uh, I think so far we've done that. Um, you know, our sort of our post-break, we've been really good, really strong, stronger than we were probably in the first, the first part of the year. And we want to continue that and uh, our focus is totally on Aberdeen. All right, we're taking more calls, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Barry Ferguson, Mark Weedy, and join the conversation at Goal Football Show. Barry, ready for a call? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just thinking about what Postacoglu yeah. says. There. I think both Postacoglu and Michael Beale will um, just focus on tomorrow. Come quarter to five, ten to five, they'll be straight in that dressing room, making sure everybody's injury-free, and that's when the minds go on the, the following Sunday. Let's go on the lines. George has dialed in, a Rangers fan. Good evening, George. How you doing, boys? All right? Good. Friday night, we're in... Yeah, I think they're buzzing. How are you? Good form. All right. Yeah. George, what are you thinking? It's just a sweet to Barry about the boy Raskin, really. Um, I think that... For, well, Barry, you can better than me, but I, I think he's a bit like, similar to you, Barry, and I don't think we've actually replaced somebody like you since we since since you left the club, to be honest. I came with Steve Davis and guys like that, but um, a proper number six is asked you. Is that how you see him as well, Barry? I'm quite excited about the guy, and I didn't like looking on YouTube because even if you went on YouTube, you'd probably, hard, probably make me look like a good player as well. <laughs> yeah, I'd done a bit of research on him. I spoke to a few people and um, that obviously know him from playing in, in Belgium and Listen, I, I like him. It's hard, it's hard to tell at this stage because he's only had one full 90 minutes and he had a camo appearance for about 10 or 15 minutes. But I like the look of him. I keep saying it. I like the way he wants the ball every single opportunity when a defender gets it. He's always making angles. And I I think he's a, the perfect link in the middle of the pitch. I think that's what Rangers have needed. Somebody to replace Stephen Davis. Obviously, been out long term with his cruciate. Um, and I, I think in time... With what I've seen of him, I think he can become a, a, a top player for Rangers. And he's he's young as well. He's at a brilliant age where there's still a bit of work to be done. I just, I, I like him. He's got a good range of passing. Um, he doesn't mind getting in for a tackle as well. Yep. So he's got, he's got everything in, in the locker. So time will tell whether he'll be a, a real good signing. But I believe with what I've seen and who I've spoke to, that Rangers have got a player in their hands in, in Nicholas Raskin. 
Mark, you've seen Raskin, you watched Barry for many years. What about George's point that they haven't really replaced him? Uh, I, I mean, I can see where George um, is, is, is coming from. The first thing I'd say about that is it's always going to be very difficult to replace Barry Ferguson because I'm not saying it because he's sitting next to me. But he was an exceptional talent and, you know, drove on that Rangers team from a young, young age and the responsibility of the captain, etc., uh, the captaincy, etc., etc. So he's a top player. So, you know, unless you've got 15 or 20 million quid, you're not going to replace him. Steve Davis is probably in, in terms of the closest you would get of, of that quality and that level of consistency and leadership um, on and off the park. In terms of Nicholas Raskin, um, I would say already, you know, at a million quid, it looks to be a really good bit of business. You know, he's, he's got the credentials there um, to go and be a really good player for Rangers to go and make a positive impact. Ultimately, Michael Beale is trying to build a team between last month, um, getting in Raskin and Cantwell, to what he can do this summer and then again the following January, um, is to build a team that's going to win the league. Build a team that's going to be better than Celtic. Build a team that's a lot better than what he's inherited. Is Raskin a step in that direction? Is he better than what they've got? Yes, I think he is. I think he's a step in the right direction. But there's still a long way to go. It'll be small steps. But right now, there's there's improvements being made. And as a manager, um, that's all you can do. And at a million quid, then it looks a good bit of business. Yeah, he's a playmaker. Yeah. For me, what I've seen of him, he looks to me if he dictates the game, the speed of the game, when he can slow it down, he can quicken it up. And what I like about him, he receives the ball every time he's in the half turn. When he gets it off a centre back, he gets it off a full back, then his first thought is, can I fire it into a Tillman? Can I fire it wide? Can I put it up to Sholak or Amarelos up top? That's what I've seen. I know it's early stages, yeah. but from what I've seen with the, the games that he's played, the short period of time he's been here, I think that's what Rangers have been needing somebody in there. Because if you look at... Lundstrom, you look at Jack, you look at Kamara, they're all pretty similar. Mm -hmm. Steve Davis is more of a, a guy who'll run a game of football and I think this young man who's come in for Belgium could be the one that could um, make Rangers tick in the middle of the pitch. George, what do you feel about Todd Cantwell? I think he's a cracking looking young player again. I think he's a bit of a steal. I think him and Raskin are mm. uh, two good players that we've got on the cheap. Um, and they want to really start their career again and start their, start playing football again and things like that. So I think they're two cracking players. Um, I just think I always think to myself, where do we get all these guys in this team? To be honest, yeah. um, because I think that we Tillman's a, a kind of maybe going to other score. I think these guys are magician. I really do. I think mm -hmm. another year of Scottish football and the guy will be um, one of the top players. Like so, we've got him and we've got um, and we've also got Todd Cadwell. Where do they do with these guys? Where do the player might need to change um, formation to get these guys in the team? For me, having them, you're better to have them in your in your squad and not having them in your mm -hmm. squad. So I think we're going to have a winner. Can I ask Barry something else? Just a wee quick one. Yeah, of course. Right, on you go, George. Just Barry, just uh, my head's spinning all the time about this. And last season, I've done the same thing with Big Golson. Did we keep Golson? Go for him a new contract. I was I one week, not at all. I mean, I worked out how much it's going to cost us to replace them. And realistically, five, six million, I think, to get somebody the same um, quality as Big Golson. It's improved that this season. Mm -hmm. So I think we were right off on them top door. Um, and I'm the exact same with Wee Morelos right now. Would you, on your honest opinion, would you offer Wee Morelos a new contract, Barry? <laughs> That's a good, good question. Do you know what? I've been one of his, I've been one of the guys who have stuck up for him through the good times and the bad times. I think he's the best striker at the club. I think he'll be hard to replace. If I'm being honest with you, George. No. 
the only issue I've got with him is his, his level of fitness. We obviously when Gio was there, his level of performances wasn't where I think yeah. it should have been. I, I, it's going to cost Rangers a right few quid to replace him. That's the issue I've got now. Whether uh, Michael Beale um, can get the best out of him and, and change some things in his game, I really like him. I think Morelos and the Rangers team, Rangers are a far stronger team, George. If I'm being honest with you. Does he want it enough, Barry? That's the one word, maybe well, commitment. Well, he needs to he needs to realise what the Rangers fans think of him. I mean, when you see him coming off, if he's getting substituted 15, 10 minutes to go, whenever, the Rangers fans love him. They're up, they're applauding him. And when he's on his game, I, I go back to the game at Tynecastle. I know it's only one game, but I don't know what George thinks. I thought he was exceptional that game. He's a focal point, people running off him. He gives centre halves problems with his movement with his strength I just think when he's on it he's a massive massive player for Rangers and my only issue is if he's not going to sign a new contract is Sholak going to be that replacement for him I'll be honest with you I think Sholak's done well but I don't think he's a, a Morelos Mark, I don't do think he's at Morelos's level no. Mark do you agree? Uh, yeah I mean first I'd say it, you, you uh, George, as you said, we we Tillman, he's about six foot two. I know. I think he meant. <laughs> a, I think he meant he's young. A, he's a yeah, no, no, unless no unless you're six six or six seven. George, <laughs> then fair enough. But uh, trust me, Tillman, I've stood next to up close to him. He's about six two. He's a he's a wonderful athlete. What a, what a physique, and he's got on him. As you say, a right good player as well. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of Morelos, just what I said about Raskin. Does Michael Beale believe that Alfredo Morelos is the number nine to win Rangers the title? Because there's no messing about. Next season, the title has to be delivered. Can you trust Alfredo Morelos to give you total professionalism and total commitment over a 10-11 month period? That's the question. His ability is not in question. It's can you trust him? Is, let's, I'm plucking a figure out there, is 30 grand a week? Is, that the be- is, Mo- is Morelos the best you can get for that or is there somebody better out there? And that's why Michael Beale and the staff have paid the big money to make those kind of decisions. If it was me, I would be looking elsewhere. I think the time's come and gone for Morelos. He's been brilliant value at a million quid. There is absolutely no doubt about that. But for me, I would be looking for an upgrade in Alfredo Morelos to try and win the title next season. See, the only problem is we spoke about this and I mentioned that they don't grow in trees. Yep, yep. Good strikers. It's going to cost you money. Are you going to get, for me, a very good striker in a free transfer? I very much doubt it. So you would need to pay money as Rangers got that money to go and pay six, seven, eight million quid. I don't know. I just think they know what you've got there just now. Yep, he said his issues. Yep, he said his problems. He divides opinion. Yep. But my honest opinion is Morelos and the Rangers team, they're far better, far stronger. George, has that helped you make up your decision? No, because Barry never really sat in the fence here a wee bit, to be fair. Pretty much the same as myself. No, but to be honest, I agree with Barry saying. I mean, I think he's a much... We, you've just gone at that point we'll maybe get you back in a second or two but I think we get the gist of it no, I think I took from it George that Barry said if he's committed if he's up for it then you would have him every day yeah, of the week but I've seen a difference since Michael Beale's come in right. Michael yeah. Beale keeps mentioning that he's got a good relationship with him he understands him he's never gave him a problem I've seen that two or three times Michael Beale mention it he's not had any issues with Alfredo Morelos in the training ground so that tells me that um, they've got a, a tight relationship yep. for me I keep him 
Michael Beale spoke yesterday about the size of the squad. It's probably too big just now and he's looking to next season as well. This is what he had to say. I think ideally as a, as a rule of thumb, you'd want, if you had 10 outfield players, you'd want another 10 to two for each position. You'd want an extra striker and an extra goalie. So three goalies, seniors, maybe one young one and three number nine. So that gives you a, a, a rough guide. Um, We've obviously had one or two players that have, have had injury problems, so you're carrying a slightly larger number. The summer with the contract situation and just with the window opening, whether you're in contract or out, it gives me a chance to maybe get that to where I want it. Um, I think we've got quite an inflated squad, but obviously not everybody's been fit. And in the last few weeks, we've just been running with 18, to give you an example. Inflated squad, Mark, would you agree? I mean, we know there's going to be change. Yeah, yeah. so many players are out of contract anyway. Yeah. I wonder what it's going to look like come the summer. Well, the, Paul, for me, there needs to be change. Yeah. And, I, and I'll just say the same thing again. There's no messing about. You know, I think Craig Moore used a great phrase on, on here a year or so ago. There's no room for jersey fillers. It's proper players ready to come in and win a title against a very, very good Celtic team. So there's no 50-50s. There's no set, oh, he might do all right for us. No, you need to be as certain as you can be that the budget you, that you're given whether he's given a five million net spend over the summer, whether he's given a million net spend and whatever it is in wages, to be, who knows, that, that that's between him and the, and, and the board. But whatever he's given, it needs to be spent wisely and they need to bring in upgrades in what they've got. Because if we're going to be brutally honest about it, what's there on the whole at the moment isn't good enough because they're nine points behind Celtic. So the evidence is there. They didn't win the league last season. So the evidence has been there for 18 months that what's there needs to be upgraded and that's up to Michael Beale and the recruitment staff to go and do that as best they possibly can Barry Ferguson what do you think? Yeah I think there will be changes but if you're asking my my honest opinion yeah. Brian Kent Morelos keep him Tillman you sign him mm -hmm. then you've got a, what's that another what six or seven players that are going about a contract that Kim, I think Kamara's got another year. You've got Ryan Jack, mm -hmm. you've got Arfield. Um, who else have you got? Stephen Davis. Stephen Davis yep. out of contract as well. So you've got a number of Alan big McGregor. decisions to make. <laughs> Keep them. I mean, I, I'm saying, when you have a team, for me, probably two of the most important positions are a goalkeeper and a number nine. The hardest positions to fill as well. Because mm -hmm. again, the hardest positions to get in. One, you're not going to get them in free transfers, very rarely. You need to pay top dollar. Is Rangers going to have that money to go and pay five, six million pounds for a goalkeeper, five, six, seven million pounds for a number nine? That's the issues that he's going to have. So what he might need to do is shorten the squad, let a few people go, and that leaves you a bit more in terms of wages. Um, but I do think there will be a few surprises. I have said that. Coming in, yeah. Or going, going out as well. Going, going out. out. Okay. Yeah. And they, 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 you know, they maybe need to raise some funds to help to help with the spending. What I would do on that, Barry's point is the best point in terms of the goalkeeper and the number nine. Yeah, I would keep Ryan Kent. Mm -hmm. I would pull out all the stops to get the Tillman deal over the line because he's a proper quality. Mm -hmm. What I would do is, right now, I would get Alan McGregor signed and take away the uncertainty and anything that's in that that might have been in the budget for a goalkeeper put into the number nine budget. Would you? Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what yeah. I would. I would. Mm -hmm. I would put as much as I can mm -hmm. into the number nine budget, and not to keep Morelos. I'd be looking for an upgrade um, on Morelos. Um, now I think Kimar Roof's a contract yes, as well. Yes, that's another one. Now, he's a massive earner, 
at the club yeah. massive now again that's a decision there's no doubt he's a quality footballer but his attendance record isn't he great is that money well spent and giving him a new deal at the rate he's on I'm not so sure it is but what I do is keep Alan McGregor and whatever spare cash that's floating about the kitty put it all into getting trying to get the number 9 Barry decent suggestion yeah, as because yep. uh, the, the the cost money. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. I'm I'm just wrote down quietly. You've got Jack, you've got Roof, you've got Arfield, you've got Davis, you've got Sands. You'll go back. Of course, to yeah, the MLS. Right. Yep. You've got Tillman, who's on loan. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they need to try and agree a fee. I think a, a fee is agreed within the yeah. the loan agreement. Five million. Yeah, I think it's four or five million mm-hmm. euros. Um, whatever that is in in pounds. I, for me, he's a racing set. You've got to get him because I think if he keeps progressing. You're talking, you're trebling that within a season with Tillman. And that's the model Rangers want. Quick break and then we're back. What do you think? 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! Don't forget, Sunday morning, 11 o'clock, it's the Go Radio Business Show with Workflow Solutions. Sir Tom Hunter and Lord Hockey will be in this very studio. Actually, they get the deluxe version of the studio. This is a great one, Barry, as you know, but they're in the uh, special studio next door. uh, And their guest this weekend is going to be the CEO and the owner of Cullen Eco-Friendly Packaging, David McDonald. So looking forward to that in the boardroom. They'll offer business insights and advice, taking your calls and answering your questions. So looking forward to that on Sunday morning. And last Sunday, it was brilliant. It was uh, David McCutcheon, the CEO of Bullet Express, big Rangers fan, and his business partner, Gary's big Celtic fan. So, Mark, both both sides of this great city and country covered. Yeah, working together, ticking all the boxes. Yeah, great. And, and David McDonald, of course, has... has had a big hand in, in, in Hamilton Ackies um, with, with, with Ronnie um, over the over the years so you know been really cares about Scottish football um, you know helped um, you know create a, a really good academy at Hamilton Ackies um, as well so yeah it's um, it's always a good show it's always um, insightful and at the end of the hour you, you've always you've always learned something which is important I'd be some night out with those three Barry wouldn't it? <laughs> Yeah, but sorry, my mind's yeah, thinking no, it's just Rangers. No, we're coming um, back to it in a yeah, second or two. I'm just yeah. uh, calculator it. Yeah, well, who's going to need <laughs> How much money to get available? Who's out of contract? We're just working out who's got the most money. With the four of them, if you add them all in, Barry as well there. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, obviously the two big yeah. ones that have been spoken about right. over the last number of months is Morelos and Kent, who are out of contract. And then you have Ryan Jack, Kemar Roof, Scott Arfield, Stephen Davis, Sands, Tillman. Griegsy, Hollander. Mm-hmm. We forgot about him. So there is a, yeah. a number of players um, there who are out of contract and then you've got the ones who are on the periphery like Matondo, we've not really seen much who? of him. <laughs> Rabbi Matondo, we've not yeah. seen mean 3 million euros I think it was. Yeah. Just not happened, has it? Yeah, it's no. not happened. Scott Wright doesn't get much, much game time. So that, look, Michael Beale, I mean, if you do look at it and you listen to him what he says in his pressers, they have got a big squad yeah, yeah. when you when you think about it so they, they will need to trim that um, to make money available obviously we're trying to strengthen it um, ahead of the, the, the summer because as Mark says and, I, and I'm with him on this next year they know what they have to do listen you're not giving up this year in terms of the league but you've got the League Cup and the Scottish Cup you're not giving up in the league it's going to be tough but next year Rangers have to win the league and I think Michael Beale knows that and it's a balance for him, isn't it? Because he wants to keep the Scott Arfields or Ryan Jack on side for this campaign. Need, listen, I like 
these guys, but you yeah. might need to make some hard decisions. Mm-hmm. You need to. Oh, yeah. You've got to be in the nicest possible way. Be ruthless. You've got to do what you think gives you the best possible chance of winning the title. Mm-hmm. It's not about ah, if we can get within four or five points. No, it's not. It's you need to overtake. And don't forget, you're overtaking a very, very good and consistent um Celtic team. Now there's probably some of the names that Barry's mentioned there, there's probably 80, 90, 100 grand a week contributing next to nothing. Yep. That's not good enough. You're wasting money, so your money's got to be better spent. You've got to spend your money more wisely. And the hard part as well is getting people off the wage bill that are under contract. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there'll be three or four of them that the manager in an ideal scenario can get them off the contract. If you can get a couple of quid in for them as well and a transfer fee, all the better. But if you can get them off the wage bill to create a bigger pot. So for example, if you can get rid of six or seven and three or four of them are contributing nothing and you can bring in four or five proper quality for the same money that you're spending the six or seven when a lot of them are contributing nothing, then that's what you've got to do. But that is easier said than done. But you've got to try your best to do it and that's not all down to the manager, that's down to Ross Wilson and his staff as well. It's got to be a collective effort. Because you remember in 2020 when Celtic were going for the 10 in a row yeah. and they invested, what, five million in a new goalkeeper? Yeah. yeah? It just didn't work. Yeah. Uh, a Yeti, a striker from West Ham, yeah. it just didn't work. But they spent, what, best part of 10 million? Yeah, they, they, they spent a lot of money. Paul, Shane Duffy came in as well and right. won big, big yeah. wages. Look, you, t- you look at back now with the benefit of hindsight, poor decision making. Mm. There was a, a, it was a collective calamity at the whole football club from boardroom yep. to recruitment into the dressing room it didn't work poor decision making and they then got a manager who came in and absolutely turned it on its head very very quickly and they're now reaping the rewards of that but for Rangers they've got a lot of big decisions to make and if they don't get the majority of them of them right in fact if they probably don't get probably all of them right then they're not going to win the league again because they're up against a formidable um, Celtic team. Let's hear one more from Michael Beale, the inside. What's the latest in all the contract talks? The talks are ongoing. Uh, The club know my uh, feelings on it. The players and their representatives are talking. I think the way that this club ends this season will determine everything for more than just those players. I think that there's a lot to play for at this moment in time. We know the emotions in this city. based around where you finish and, and whether you hold trophy above your head between now and the end of the season. I think that has a lot a big part to play in terms of a makeup of our squad next year. So there's certainly that's certainly any comments I've made recently are not to show that I'm less confident. If anything, I'm more confident today. Barry, final word on that then for the shape of Rangers for the new season? Yeah, listen, it's good to hear that he's saying he's more confident. So that tells me talks are, are on, still ongoing but they're going in the right direction um, again I'll go back to I mean I, I think I'm one out here there's eight that I've counted that are out of contract I think it could be nine but I can't think of the ninth guy I might be wrong and then two loan agreements end and yeah. Sands and Tillman so it is I mean that's ten players I'm sure it's eleven I just can't think of the eleventh player I might be wrong might only be ten so there is a lot of work to be done um, between now and end of the season because it needs to be done now sure. yeah, yeah. we need to start now in some respects it's not a bad thing for Michael Beale because if, if a lot of them are naturally coming to the end yeah. mm-hmm. it, it saves them having to get rid of something they might not want that yeah. are under contract so in some respects it's a good thing but it means again that you've got to, you, you've got to get the, the recruitment because the recruitment last summer was, was criticised heavily the recruitment January of last year 
was criticised yeah. heavily and rightly so yeah. can't afford any mistakes in this summer yeah I mean he did come under a bit of criticism the, the Rangers board um, in terms of the money that were outlaid I can think of what 8 million quid and that's Gilmaz and Matondo that's yeah. two players Gilmaz to be fair to him he's had a serious injury with his oh. hamstring could he come good when he gets fit you know, sure. it's hard I've yeah. not seen enough of him yep. Paul if I'm being honest with you yep. um, in terms of Barisic I was disappointed with his performances but see since the, the World Cup break he's come back and he's shown the type of form and the type of performances that you expect from an international left back Barisic um, so yeah I, I think it's one of these ones see whatever business is done in the summer it needs to be the vast majority or even all of it needs to be spot on because it's such a big season. Yep. This season's still big mm. in terms of what's still sure. um, in front of them but next season as um, that's when the real pressure cooker turns up. This summer Celtic will may well be heading to Japan. Here's Ange Postacoglu. No, not really. I mean, again, I'm, I'm sort of out of that those discussions. I come into it when... There's actually something to talk about. Look, obviously, we, we had a really um, you know, great tour of Australia um, this break. Um, we're kind of looking at our planning now for, for you know, the upcoming uh, summer break and there's a couple of things in play. Um, um, you know, is it a part of the world I'd love us to go? Absolutely, because of obviously I've spent time there and uh, we've got quite a few players from that side of the world. But in terms of... Um, you know, where the club's at, other people are sort of in charge of those discussions and I'll only get involved if we get to a stage where we've got to plan things. But it looks as though they could well be going to Japan, PSG would be in it, Man City, Bayern Munich, Mark. Yeah, I think it's about 95% done, yeah. Paul, so I think that the deal to go to Japan will be very lucrative for them and see a part of the world they know, they've got you know, three or four Japanese players, uh, internationalists um, as well and, you know, They'll be in a esteemed company in terms of the the, the, the quality of the opposition. And that's the other thing about if you win the league this season. If you look at it last mm. season, Celtic had a real chance to work and have a, a an anxiety-free uh, pre-season. Yeah. Whereas Rangers, it worked well for them because they got the Champions League, but it was nervous. Mm. It's, you know, you're, you're, not, you're, you're, you're just going into one game and it's your rest and you're, you're looking at it. So it's so, so stressful. Um, and, and that's, that's what Rangers PSV might be at yeah. home. It so looked, looked dodgy it, it, for it Rangers, did, yeah. didn't it? And, yeah. and they pulled the result at the bag, and the financial windfall that came with it was very, very important. If you look, if Rangers don't win the league again this season, so you're talking about for Michael Beale, you're talking about possibly integrating four or five new first team players. Um, you're then talking about the pressure of trying to get the 30 million Champions League. Uh, jackpot. That's all in the period of five or six weeks. It's it's nerve wracking, Paul, and. Um, it can go so well so quickly but it can absolutely deflate you <laughs> and you might only be two or three league games into the season. Back at Celtic there was some good news about the star striker Kyogo. Like, like I said, I think I said half the game I was pretty relaxed about it. He had a similar one last year and I think last year he missed one session and you know played the next game so you know it wasn't anything that we were overly concerned about and um, you know from our perspective uh, you know, if he wasn't right, he wasn't right. We 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 we, we move on and, and and deal with it. But um, as I said, he, you know, I think he missed. I mean, we we're in Monday, Tuesday, missed the session there just to get some treatment on it. And he's trained the last two days, so no issues. So one of the sort of rows, maybe being manufactured by us all in media, I'm not sure, was about David Martindale, who's 
talked about Rangers because he's playing them this weekend. Mark, Barry, you know how it works. So I didn't hear the question, but he answered and said, well, Michael Beale, his, his record at the moment is the same as Ange Postacoglu's for those 13 games, 12 wins and one draw. Um, and then some Celtic fans, you can understand, say, what, are you comparing Michael Beale's performance with Ange Postacoglu? Um, so Ange was asked about David Martindale's comments today. Um, you know, what's probably clear is I should have taken another week off, to be fair. Um, <laughs> mate, I don't sit there listening to other managers' press conferences. There's 10 other managers or whatever in the league, and if you think I spend my time sitting there wondering what each of them have got something to say about, ask me about Aberdeen, ask me about the game tomorrow, ask me about our training, but, you know, ask me about what some other manager said in reference to another game altogether is just not on my radar, so I wouldn't have, you know, why I would need to comment on it, I've got no idea. Mark? Paul, I believe that 100%. Look, these, these managers, Barry knows Barry's been a manager. Barry's played for Rangers for the, for the best part of 10 years. If you're a manager, you know it, you do not get a spare minute, particularly if you're, if you're the manager of Rangers or Celtic. I mean, look at the demands, the media demands right away. Six or seven press conferences a week that can take up to an hour and a half. You're, you're, you're in-house stuff. So what, what happens is, that's why there's a comms team yeah, my media and comms team if there's something that needs to be brought to the manager's attention then it will but only if it's something serious if it needs to be brought to his attention so if he wants to deal with it in, in ever shape or form otherwise the, the comms team would be on the phone or on the email or the text to the manager six or seven times a day with wee stuff yeah, that's really sure. insignificant it might be important to other people whatever so and so saying about his team but that, that I believe that you think really think that he's sitting there waiting to hear what eleven other managers are saying about Celtic? Absolutely not. He's got a focus. He's trying to win a title. He's trying to win a treble. He's got a cup final next week. He's maybe just looking a wee bit ahead. How's our plans for the summer going to go? Who am I trying to bring in? Who might I want to get, who, get rid of? I'm happy with my backroom staff. Might I need to make a change? So do you really think with the great suspect he's wondering what David Martindale's saying? Absolutely not. Barry, do you miss yeah, No, see, from a player's point of view, <laughs> yeah. I was exactly the same when I get asked questions about whether it was Celtic, whether it was Aberdeen. I, I, I couldn't care less. I worried about myself, my team and my club. That's what I worried about. I didn't worry about if a player was having a pop at me or a mm. pop at my teammates or saying that they're going to come to Ibrox or we're going to go there and, and be in for a tough game. Right, no worries. We'll see when the, the whistle goes, what, what's going to happen. Did the media ever drive you nuts? Did they drive you to distract? Did it affect you at any time? It never affected no. me, but it drives me nuts with some of the questions <laughs> that Mark used to ask me. <laughs> but that's part, uh, it's, it's part sure. of it. That's what yeah. you get asked. Do you like getting asked? To be honest with you, no, but you've got yeah. to answer it or you've got to go round about it. See, if you don't want to answer it, yeah. you've got to go round about it in a, a different way. But I, as I said, I was just concerned about my team, yeah. myself and, and the club that I was playing for. Quick break. Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney and Mark Guidi. Final section, we're going to get the predictions for this weekend and uh, we'll hear the latest team news. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, Mark Guidi. Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney as we head towards the weekend. It starts tonight, two huge games. Queen's Park against Wraith Rovers. Who do you fancy, Barry? Well, there's a double header tonight, obviously. Yeah. Morton, Dundee, Queen's yeah. Park, Wraith Rovers. I'm going to go Morton to beat Dundee and Queen's Park to beat Wraith Rovers, and they'll go four points clear at the top. Okay. 
What there do you, you think? Good. Decisive. Mark, what do you feel? I'd score draw at Capolo and the Queen's Park victory at, at uh, Oakleview. Some race for the title, isn't it? And we haven't even mentioned it, but Ian McCall, we spoke about it on Monday. Michael Beale was speaking about it and we wish Ian McCall all the best. But uh, the Jags are still, you know, this could get into a playoff position. They're sitting, what, 33 points along with Wraith Rovers. Queen's Park start the day on 43 points. Dundee in 42. Air United 39. Morton on 34 points. And tomorrow then, let's uh, go to the Premiership. Since Premiership tomorrow, where do you want to start, Barry? What about Tayside Derby? Dundee United against St. Johnson. Who do you fancy? I fancy... I'm going to go with St. Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Tough I've, one for... Yeah. Why? Yeah. I've just got a feeling huh? that... Um, I know they're, they're missing one or two players, St. Johnson. Yeah. Um, Dundee United are just... A bad vein of form just now. I just fancy St. Johnson to go to Tannadice and, and win the game. 2-0 St. Johnson. Wow. Dundee United rock bottom on 20, St. Johnson on 27 points. Mark, what do you expect to see tomorrow? I think it'll be a cracking game. Um, Paul, uh, St. Johnson won it at Tannadice earlier um, in the season. Um, I think this could be a I think this could be a 1-1 draw at, at Tannadice. Yeah. Is more of the needle between Dundee and St. Johnson? Is that the... Is that the one, Mark, that over the years there was a bit I probably, maybe, maybe a bit more rivalry between the yeah. clubs and the supporters, yeah. 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 <laughs> you can phone Tam Cowan and the, the other guy. Stuart, Stuart Cosgrove. Stuart's a big guy. Stuart, uh, Stuart Cosgrove. Colin McCready from Taggart. Yeah, well, there we are. Thank you. Johnson fan. Yeah. Been a murder. Hibbs against Kilmarnock. Mark, what do you think there? I see <laughs> Lee Johnson, he's, he's got Josh Campbell uh, signed up until yeah. 2007. And, 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 you know, Hibbs as well. Same. Kind of turned a corner. Yeah. Um, you look at... Lee Johnson it wasn't so long ago we were saying you know, could he be the next one um, to, to be sacked um, to lose his job but he's turned it around Coman had a good one at Tannadice in the cup last week uh, I'm going to go what are you thinking? I'm going to go 1-0 Hibernian you're going for Hibs who start the weekend on 34 points just one behind Livy and uh, yep Kelly really need to get the points Barry they're on 23 points yeah, but I, I still think, if I'm being honest, Paul, I think they'll be safe because of their home form. Yeah. Real good home form. Away form, the struggle. Yep, great result last week in the Scottish Cup up at Tannadice. But mm. for me, Hibs to Kilmarnock, nil. Right. Lee Johnson, he has surprised people a bit of a... a yeah, character. I thought yeah. he was struggling three, four weeks ago, yeah. but fair play to him. Um, losing Ryan Portis as well, who I watched the other night for Watford. Um, looked apart he's, he's, he's doing well down yeah. there yeah. Um, obviously Kevin Nisbet missing as well through injury yeah. Martin Boyle long term yeah. injury so yeah. he's 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 lost a, a few top players there but yeah, fair play to him he's turned that around and I think they'll continue the run tomorrow with beating Kilmarnock ok but good news for the captain uh, David Marshall just on international goalkeeping duty Mark any we're watching to see obviously Craig Gordon recovering from the injury but he's yeah. out this season uh, who would be your number one choice today if we were playing because so what hey. we're just over a month away from well, the internationals I, I, I don't know if the conversations we had with David Marshall I don't know if the conversations been had with Alan McGregor to be honest uh, um, well. Well, I think I think you know this is a, this is a well it's a special set of circumstances because your first choice goalkeeper isn't available. I don't think there's a lot of experience, unfortunately, in the backup position. Now, our two most experienced goalkeepers are both retired from international football, but are still playing regular football at club level. So if it's me, 
Um, I go back and try and entice David Marshall. Or I think you've got a better chance of getting David Marshall out of retirement than Alan McGregor. So I would go and put the question to, to David Marshall. If that's not successful, then I would give the Scotland jersey next month, I think Cyprus and Spain, mm-hmm. both at Hamden, two massive games. I'd give the jersey to Xander Clark. Xander Clark, yeah. But of I would course. ask David Marshall if, we, if yeah. he'd come back and do the country a turn. I think he did hint that he, if he was spoken to, then he maybe would. What about that, Alan McGregor? Would you ask him? Um, yeah, I very much doubt that he, he would um, come back. But for me, I would give Xander Clark the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's proved to come in after Craig Gordon's injury. I think he's handled himself really well. I always liked him when he, when he was at St. Johnson. And now I think it's an ideal opportunity for Stevie Clark to give somebody the opportunity to be the number one. It's a good shout. A new broom, a new start. And go yeah, for it. and, and I think actually. Xander deserves it because he's come in and done a fine job for Hearts. Look, David Marshall, yeah. uh, brilliant. He, he's been brilliant for Scotland. He's been had a brilliant career. He has retired. So is Alan McGregor. For me, it's an opportunity. You're number one for the future. At this moment in time, Xander yeah. Clark's that choice for me. I thought your eyes lit up a little bit though, Barry, when he said Alan McGregor. It was a good idea to think about it, wasn't <laughs> yeah, it? it was to get him back. Idea. And also, you know, he was dropped at times this season. Put it whatever way you, you want. He didn't start as the number one keeper. Things may have changed. Would he say, yeah, why not come back for Scotland? Nobody knows him better than you, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm going with... Stank with Xander Clark, Paul. I know, we, can have, we, can have three, we can have three keepers, so... All right. St Mirren against Ross County. St Mirren get a few injury. A crisis really ahead of the game. Richard Tate, groin injury. Um, a younger knee injury, in fact, out long term. Alex Grieve, he's sidelined for three to four weeks. Scott Tanzer. God, there's so many of them. So, what do you think, Mark, tomorrow? I'm going to go for an away win. Ross County to beat St Mirren 2-1. Is it because of the injuries? Because St Mirren usually at home are... Yeah, I just, I, I just think at the moment... Yeah. Um, Ross County need the points obviously they're down near the bottom St Mirren have had a wonderful season got themselves into the top six at the moment perhaps their bubbles burst a wee bit as mm. tends to happen with all the clubs they end up hitting a wee spell four or five games where they just struggle um, perhaps St Mirren get into that spell Ross County have got a good solid manager there in Malky Mackay I think they'll dig one out tomorrow Barry what do you think? Yeah I agree with him I think Ross right. County will win tomorrow mm-hmm. Wow for St Mirren who were going so well but they're in 33 points they lost against Mullow that was a bit of a surprise wasn't it although you said they might but, be the bounce yeah, back I know. I, yeah. as I said don't be surprised that yeah. Mullow got the three points and that's what they, they did mm-hmm. I just think there's if it's right the amount of players that um, St Mirren are missing important players at that as well that's why I'm going for Ross County ok so um, we'll come to the big two in a moment or two let's go to Sunday Motherwell against Hearts Barry, what do you think? Can Motherwell make it two in a row? No, no. I think it'll be a score draw one each. Mark, what do you reckon? Uh, I've gone for Hearts to win the Hearts, to All win 1-0. Right, yeah. Barry's prediction would be a great one though for Motherwell, wouldn't it? And for oh. Stuart Kettlewell. Yeah. And you know, his, he's done it quietly, but he has handled said himself well. Asked, yeah. yeah, I watched mm-hmm. him on, on Sky today being interviewed. I thought he handled himself he well. Yeah. He, got a, um, he obviously got a very, very important win on the second home win of the season. Um, so yeah, look, if Motherwell get a point or three points on Sunday, I would give Stuart Kettlewell the job. Just take away any uncertainty. Um till the end of the season? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then see how it see how it shapes up. Uh, if not, um then it, you know, you're looking at Jim Goodwin or John Hughes, but mm-hmm. certainly not if it's believed the two main candidates at the moment, 
or Ian Holloway and Grant McCann um, with a great suspect I wouldn't go down that road I don't think the circumstances are right at the moment for, for someone who's never worked in Scotland to come in and do it I think you made a great point there's no chief exec at the moment whereas Aberdeen and not that they would be the sort of Bible to follow about hiring managers but Dave Cormack said the other day no, we'll wait till um, Alan Burrows is in and that was good respect to the, to the CEO alright let's uh, what about the big two tomorrow? Three o'clock here in Glasgow. There'll be 60,000 there. Ange Postacoglu was asked today, was he thinking at all about the cup final? No, no you can't ever mind of a final when you've got a game tomorrow because, um, you know, we our most important game is the one tomorrow. We're going to get three points and continue our you know, strong league form and, and, and make sure that we, uh, as I said, uh, you know, a while back, we finish a season really strong, stronger than we started it. So uh, I think so far we've done that. Um, you know, our sort of you know, post-break, we've been really good, and really strong, stronger than we were probably in the first, the first part of the year. And we want to continue that. And uh, our focus is totally on Aberdeen. Focus on Aberdeen. Here's the injury update for Celtic. Uh, yeah, look... Uh, I'll cover the whole thing, I guess. So uh, injury-wise, uh, no, Kelga's fine, mate. He trained today, um, had a session yesterday, and he's he's good to go. The only one from last week is uh, Turnbull got a bit of a knock uh, in the game last week, so he'll miss uh, he'll miss tomorrow, um, and that's it. Uh, everyone else okay? David Turnbull, pity for him, guys, isn't it? Because he's been playing well, scored a great goal the other week, but he's uh, one of the few injury worries for Celtic tomorrow, Barry. Yeah, it's been a bit of a frustrating season. For, for Turnbull because uh, like I think if you ask the vast majority of Celtic fans or, or f- a football fan that, that enjoys watching any games he, he is a a midfielder with a lot of quality David Turnbull um, and he probably if you hear Postacoglu over the season he probably did deserve to start more games but listen it's just because they're really strong with the three that's been playing recently in McGregor Hattati and, and Moy it's been hard for him to come in, uh, force his way into the team but of late, he's had a, a, um, a few minutes and he's he's definitely showed that he's more than capable. But, yeah, um, it'll be a sore one for him to miss. He'll just be hoping that he's going to be available for next Sunday. Um, but in terms of the game, for me, Celtic pretty convincingly 3-0. Convincing and Celtic then would go to 73 points. Mark, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow? Yeah, I, yeah. I think it'll be comfortable um, for Celtic. Um, and uh, I think Celtic will win the game 2-0 tomorrow do you think Kyogo will start or come on uh, I think go what you say if he's trained yesterday and trained yep. today I think it's the kind of one that you want to try and you start with your strongest 11 as you can try and put the game to bed as quickly as possible get Kyogo off wrap him up for next Sunday and, and get O um, around because I like the look of O I think the early signs are really positive in him so that I think that's ideal scenario ask your question yes yep. I think Kogo will start and he'll score tomorrow so 13 games since Michael Beale arrived same outcome as Celtic at the moment there's 9 points 10 really when you take the goal difference are Rangers going to blink tomorrow or are they going to win at Almond Vale or the Tony Macaroni Stadium no I think they'll win yep. I think they'll win tomorrow uh, I think he'll be very mindful of any injuries I don't think he'll take any risks whatsoever on that surface tomorrow no, I know you're not giving up the league title I get that but if you offer Michael Beale a victory if they take a victory tomorrow would they take a victory next Sunday it's a no-brainer he takes a victory next Sunday so I think his team selection will have a bearing on that Rangers still be too strong for Livingston Rangers 1-0 Barry do you think next week we'll have a bearing on the selection tomorrow because of the surface it depends how serious the problem is Paul I don't know how serious the injuries are yeah. we know Lundstrom came out in a boot 
a week or so ago, but he's he's fine. He's back training. Is it risky on the artificial surface when you've been in a boot? I probably say it is. Golson's had a calf issue, but it might just be a slight strain. Um, I think if they're fit enough and they've trained for a couple of days, I think he'll he'll obviously play them. Um, and for me, I, I think it will be a, a Rangers win again. I think it'll be tough to start with, but I think Rangers will will win pretty convincingly. I've just got that feeling. Um, 3-1 Rangers I'm going to go How was the hospitality? Because that's where you were you mentioned it earlier at the start of the season yeah, It was a good, good yeah. day Yep. Did good you have day. macaroni? Or, no? No. <laughs> <laughs> Steak? No. I had a few yeah. beers yeah. Are you out <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> Barry? Yep out, yeah. out tomorrow for a, a couple of shandies um, Fantastic yep. and See looking... a few mates that I've not seen for a while so it'll be good to good to catch up um, but listen going back to that first game of the yeah. season Rangers struggled in the first mm. half I, I was worried going in um, at half time for my, my pie and my beer mm-hmm. um, worried that what Rangers were going to do in the second half but he did make a couple of changes midway through that second half and the one that springs to mind Scott Arfield come on and made a difference that day so they need to be on it if they're not on it listen Livingston have got the capabilities of, of taking points off you but I, I just believe Rangers looking ahead as Mark mentioned at the start of the show it might be an opportunity for one or two to make sure hey, keep me in mind for the cup final next week so that's why I think Rangers will win pretty convincingly I was just thinking back to the starting 11 that day Barry John Suter played yep. oh, was that his last that was his last game he's, he's like his league debut and his last he come off and I hope he's he, I hope he we, you know, hope we get, he's a good player you look at these performances for Scotland yeah. um, recently as well he's got so much to offer and just so unfortunate with injury yeah Mark makes a good point I mean but we heard three or four weeks ago that he was back yeah. and it was and I'm th- I think it was the St Johnson that you think he's maybe going to be involved in that and then I've not heard anything so it'd be interesting to see what the situation with John Souter is I believe that it was still um, a good sign in free transfer John Souter I think back to the cup final I thought he was excellent in that yeah, game was, yeah. one of the best players on the pitch I just hope that Rangers can get him back um, on the, the playing field because I still do believe if they do that They've got a very good centre half in their hands. They sure have. Final point from last night: Man United two-two in the Camp Nou or the New Camp. And what about uh, Calvin Bassey versus Josip Juranovic? It ended up nil-nil. So that was the the score line there with those two. I wonder. Yeah, as a defender, you want to keep a clean sheet, so both of them will be happy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and Man United in the New Camp played well. Yeah. It's hard to believe those two are in the second tournament and not in the Champions I know, League. Yeah. And you look at you know Xavi, the manager, then yeah. then uh, Ten Hag, and I mean the form that Rashford's on just now oh. as well. He's absolutely sensational. Sensational. Yeah. What about the pitch? The pitch was like an absolute magnificent. Yeah. Just when you watch, how can you not enjoy to play football on a pitch like that? Who's going to be the man of the weekend for Rangers? Do you think one name? Who do you think is going to be the Morelos? Oh, Morelos this weekend. Yeah. And Mark and for Celtic, who do you think? Uh, I think Yogo will, will do the okay. business tomorrow. Yeah. Thanks so much, Mark. Barry, you'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend in. You too, Paul. Enjoy the matches tonight. Zoe Kelly is up with those great sounds uh, just after the news. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk. Let's go! 
There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.